no matter time, no place. They don't understand that us kids are going to make some mistakes. So to you other kids all across the land, there's no need to argue. Parents just don't understand. Hey, y'all. My name is Kel. My name is Anna. And you're listening to Cognac, Cupcakes, and Conversations. CCC is a podcast with a twist. Cognac, cupcakes, and stimulating conversations. Because it's not just about us anymore. And we're striving to promote awareness of issues affecting our communities. In short, it's it's a vibe. vibe. I don't know what just walked by, but I thought it was in here. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. What is that in my peripheral? Was it black? Yes. That makes it worse because it really looks like, you know, like a a rat or a cat. Whatever the case may be. I feel you. Like, oh no, because I would definitely jump up on the table. Like, nah. It was someone's shoe. But what's up, y'all? Yes. Happy pre-Memorial Day weekend. Yes, I know you guys are about to go get lit this weekend. I'm hearing a lot of people going to different wine festivals, pool parties, Mm, brunches, and cookouts. So, you know, the season is about to get hot. Please Mm -hmm. don't act stupid. Yeah, people already acting stupid when they get hot, boy. That's when the um, crime increases. Right. What about uh, you, Kel? Don't you have something fun going on this weekend? I am. I am taking my baby boy to um, Bush Gardens, Water Country, USA. So I have made a promise to him because I know <laughs> I don't do roller coasters. Yes. But she showed I promised him to get on one. But it has to be like a baby, baby roller coaster, like on some teacup shit. Like. <laughs> I can't. I don't like the feeling of having, like, you know, my heart and my stomach and my chest and feeling my teeth are going to fall out because I'm, like, grinding my teeth so hard. Like, no. I just, I'm too old for that. Yeah. Yeah. Too old for that. What are you planning? Um, Actually, I plan to do nothing this weekend. Nothing at all? I I got invited to um, one of my coworkers slash homegirls, um cookouts this weekend um, Monique mm-hmm. she invited me to her cookout and I never go every time she asked me to go so I'm gonna try and make it but I forgot that's actually the same day as midnight barbecue so I do have something to do this weekend Ooh, I'm yeah. going to midnight barbecue I don't know if y'all heard about that but that's an I event. did and tell us about it so yeah. I and think they were spot. My bad. Yeah, well, it looks like they've been having it for a couple years now, and I could tell you what it is. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Midnight Barbecue is a millennial friendly celebration of food and culture. Oh, okay. And so they have a few performances going on. In fact, I could tell you who's performing there. Oh, okay. So it's like like that, like that. Okay, I'm thinking yeah. just like a barbecue DJ. Not nah, so day the, party chill. So it starts at 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. I, um, uh, Dennis was telling me today. Mm-hmm. Um, Aluna George is going to be there. Mm-hmm. Keys and crates. I feel like you played them when we used to do Freaks and Geeks. <laughs> Probably did. Keys that does sound crates. very familiar. Yeah. Um, Melly. Um, and I think she does that song, um, your baby don't like me, your baby need to keep me so icy. Or so, oh, okay, Something okay. like that. I can't okay. say, it, say it like her, but yeah. That part sounds familiar. Yeah, your baby keep me so icy. Mm. Um, but anyway, Saweetie. Yes, I love Sweetie. What's Sweetie's song? I'm sorry. Like, I, she I got know. a few songs. She got the, um, the little Ain't song. Little no, don't no. stop. Wait. Ten top. Da, 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 da. 20 white, wait, 20 white toes, bitch? What? <laughs> 10 white toes in Tory Flip Flops. That song, because I'm icy. Wipe me. Okay, got gotcha. you. Fight me. Okay, whatever. Her. Yeah. She's uh, with Quavo. Yes, okay. she's Quavo's girl. That could have been the shorter version of the, gotcha. <laughs> the shorter right, version right, of the answer. Quavo's right. girl. No, but I like a couple of her songs. Like, she just did a remix to. Um, 
How you like it, Daddy? Ooh. Yeah. Um, I like that. It's called My Type. All right. That's my type, nigga. That's my type. Ow. But then she's all like ratchet on the song. I like that song. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it uh, looks like someone named Shallow, but it's being hosted by Chef Roble. Do you ever remember seeing Chef Roble before? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's being hosted by Chef Roble and Blue I don't think I've eaten his food, though. Me neither. I wonder if his food will be there. But um, and Lil Bacon Bear looks like Drink Champs podcast is going to be there with Noriega. So that I'm would definitely going to slide in there. And Andy Milanakis, who remembers oh, Andy? Yes, <laughs> throwback. <laughs> yes, okay. and, um, I didn't even know he was still alive. Yeah. Uh, so the backyard band, a few other people here that I don't necessarily know. Uh, this is on Saturday. Oh, I'm still in town. Mm-mm. Oh, when y'all mm-mm, going mm-mm, to Bush Gardens Sunday? Because he's going to a cookout Saturday. Oh, okay, cool. Well, uh, slide on through. Is um, it really at midnight? No, it's a. Uh, it, I believe it starts at five p.m. Mm, okay. So, and I'm just hyped for the food because I ain't even go over the list of food, but all I know is Roy Boys is gonna be there. What's and that? That's like this fried chicken. Um, place that has like all these different types of chicken sandwiches with the ju- juicy sauce gr- just drizzling off of it like mm-hmm. they got these like decked out oysters mm, and stuff you got like me at oysters girl girl, girl. Mm-hmm. i'm about the oyster life girl they got the rockefellers and all of that so I- i'm really excited to try whatever they're gonna bring that'll be like portable but um yeah, we're going to be working with Utor on something a little special. Yes, make sure um, y'all follow Utor. Those are our homeboys. Yes, yes. So we'll be covering a lot of the food there. Right. So, um, yeah, but other than that, I'm, girl, I plan to just maybe flexi ride my hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are you not a flexi? Um, I like to do the one, like the lazy one where you sleep on it. And it don't necessarily be like like the perfect parts in my hair i kind of do it like how i twist my hair (laughs) you looking at me because you want me to do it man i don't like doing hair if y'all know you know i I don't listen i don't do it like brooke we had one of our homegirls Brooke. they used to do it i do the big fat um flexi rods and girl let me tell you something y'all need to be hip when these hair stores be going on sale so long story short or long story less long, Dennis told me like two weeks ago that this local hair store by us was um, going out of business. And he's like, yeah, I went in there. They said it's like 30, 40% off. I got some hair, pro- like some hair conditioner that usually be like $8. I got it for three. And I was like, hmm? But I was so busy the last couple of weeks, I didn't get to go in there. So today he texts me saying, oh, I'm in here again. I'm trying to buy some stuff so I can sell it online. You know, <laughs> trying to come up and sell some big ass uh, hair dryers and stuff. He was like, everything 50% off in here. Women in here fighting over wigs and shit. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, word. I don't even think I got time to go before the podcast. So he took me over there right when he picked me up from the train. And, girl, I forgot all about beauty products. So I was like, oh, shit, let me go hype, get some um, lashes. Mm, all, yes, that's But smart. it was all the ugly lashes left. All the, like, the fan-looking like ones Miss and Miss Piggy. Oh, all man. the Miss Piggies was left blown. Mm. So all I walked out of there was with some flexi rods because everything was gone except for the wigs. They had some good-looking wigs in there. I was like, dang, I should take pictures of these for Kel to see. Mm. The wigs actually were really still decent-looking, but... Flexi rods, um, some skincare, and one little um, mousse for my hair to try out on my hair. 
So y'all need to keep an eye out for when your favorite stores are going out of business. Even Payless. I really should have checked out some oh, of them. Oh, I got pay- my shoes from Payless. Oh, I, you went to the uh-huh, you went to, you took advantage of that? Yes, yes girl. girl. <laughs> well, the Payless by me is still open. So if you... Yeah. For real, yeah. Because I was going to go to the one in Laurel. All right, let me stop getting on topic. Right. We digress. Yes. Talking about sales. But y'all need to get up on that since Payless is closing across the, um, I guess, across the world. Yeah, all Paylesses. Yep. Yeah, Make y'all, y'all really don't sleep on Payless. At the very least, you could get you some sandals to right. wear to work. So. Exactly. But I'm going to get in this motivational quote of yes. the week. Um, so our quote, if you don't understand, we're talking about parenting and everything that comes with that from, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, the, the known, the isms and all. And, um, my quote is about that. Um, it says, there is no such thing as a perfect parent. Just be a real one. Sue Atkins. Nice. Yeah. Yes. I'm going into this tea. Yes. Let's get into this ratchetness and righteousness. It's balance. Ratchetness and righteousness is the yin and the yang of life. You got to be equally yoked with both. All right, so we're going to get straight into this ratchetness and righteousness. First, I want to cover probably the most popular thing today on social media, which is um, the young Miami, Hazelie, uh, (laughs) Trina, uh, (laughs) uh, City Girls, Jocelyn Hernandez, Malik, Masika, Kalisha, you know, everybody and their mama, brawl, social media brawl. Um, so apparently, um, the beef is mostly between Hazelie and the City Girls because City Hazelie made a diss track. Now, what I don't know is how this all came to be. And Kel, you had some insight into that. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> Hazel E feels like City Girls bit off of her previous song called "Add It Up" and said that it's the same flow, it's the same type of lyrics as their "Act Up." <laughs> so. Um, Basically, she was saying that they were biting or whatever, mm-hmm. and City hence Girl- the picture of the on the album of her birthing city girls in her hand, right? And what's his name being uh, the daddy or whatever, being the, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so that's pretty much basically where it came from, Little Yachty. Mm-hmm. So you know, um, Young Miami responded to her or whatever, and she's like, "I no one even knows you, blah blah blah." You know, this this this. We made our own music, Little Yachty. It was just like a you know. Tell right. them what it was. So um, then they decided to make, well, Hazel decided to make a diss track. I think mm-hmm. it's called like 4 p.m. or some shit like yes. that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and called there. out. Yeah, it yeah. just went from there. Like <laughs> So then Jocelyn, it looks like I could um, see that Jocelyn came in and started commenting saying, go off, bitch, and that shit hard. And so that's how she got wrangled into the drama. Right, because she's um, like, I'm supporting my friend. Right. <laughs> she was like, since when was it wrong for me to support um, a friend online? And then she said, Fort Lauderdale home. <laughs> no, she said Lauderdale home. Like, not even Fort Lauderdale, Lauderdale home. Oh so God. she's saying she's with the shits. Uh, <laughs> Trina, like, don't even, Hazel, what's wrong with you? Basically, don't even try it with Miami. All right. Like, Miami and not cover. young Miami. She meant the whole oh. of Miami. Oh, well, <laughs> and she was like, you don't want it with us down here. Mm-hmm. So, um, the Florida period. <laughs> so, Damn, and then the last, the, I mean, it looks like it was a whole bunch of shit. Because even young Miami's boyfriend, uh, Dirty South, whatever this Negro name is, all is these it, is names. Is it G Carbo? 
No, G okay. Herbo was the baby daddy of that one girl that Aria. I don't know how she got famous? Ari mm-hmm. and how she got famous off of being his baby mama. It's like they all these NBA young boys and you know, it's like a new version of basketball wives. Like you know how like their claim to fame is being a basketball wife. Whether they flipped it in a positive way and built an empire out of it on a positive note, or if they're just reality TV famous. This is how I feel. It's like a social media fame because you birthed a child from one of these, frankly, no-name hip-hop artists, in my opinion. I've never <laughs> heard of his music. <laughs> oh, G Herbo? Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I haven't really either, but I've seen him on The Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. Like he, he was one of those before the NBA young boys and stuff like that that was like... Trying to creep up. He's from Chicago. I, think I, I believe. I tapped out of music around that time. Yeah, like that was around the time. <laughs> exactly. Like like hearing new artists and stuff. I know exactly what you're talking about. I can relate. So <laughs> I like I said, I knew his name, but I never heard his particular music. I never gave it a chance, like a listen. So that's his ex or whatever, and she with somebody else now. But um, Southside, that's the name of the guy. Southside is dating um, Young Miami, and so he went in on them as well. And then it looks like Stevie J was supporting it. That's because he's in a custody issue with um, Jocelyn. Mm-hmm. So he's just using anything, like, I need ammo. Say something stupid so I can take you to court. Word. So, uh God bless. Um, <laughs> speaking of, uh, you know, domestic disputes. So it looks like Wendy Williams' son uh, was a, reportedly arrested on assault charges for punching his father, allegedly. <laughs> so um, there was a scuffle between Kevin Jr. and Kevin Sr. that happened this morning. And the incident reportedly took place in the parking lot of a store near the family's home in New Jersey. Um, so, however, Kevin Sr. told TMZ that he loves his son very much and would not be, you know. You have time to do that (laughs) while your son is in jail? (laughs) You have time to talk to TMZ. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, moving on to more ratchetness. Jason Mitchell, who played Eazy-E, most more known for his role in, as Eazy-E in Straight Outta Compton, uh, was accused of sexually harassing multiple women, including his The Shy co-star, um, to the point where she's, she had to start bringing on her fiancé onto the set when they would do scenes together. I was like, if this one was Martin it? and Gina all over I know. again. But was it the girl? His girl on the show? Yeah. Damn. Mm-hmm. So he's been reportedly kicked off the show. His his management How and you write agents him off? and agent. I don't know. They'll do it though. They'll okay. do it. You know what's her name? Don't play that. And that's her show. Who? Uh, oh, um, um, shit. I'm that forgetting girl with her the name. Lay- yeah, Layla. Layla Waits. Wait. Yeah. Lena Waits. Lena Waits. Okay, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Lena Waits. Okay. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Lena, don't play that shit. So mm-hmm. I'm not surprised. Like, oh, get your ass off this this set with the swiftness. And for his agency to also drop him, it must have been really serious. And um, even Charlamagne was saying there must be a video coming out or something that like niggas just said, bye, we dust in our hands. Okay. I mean, what did he do? Like, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> that had to be more than words. Mm, I don't know. Um, Lil Nas X bought Billy Ray Cyrus a Maserati convertible. And mm. then I also heard that it was actually the Maserati from 
um, the vi- music video. I haven't seen it yet. I, I, I saw the clips. It looks cute. So, yeah. Interested in seeing that. Uh, did you listen to any new music? We only got we got a couple more minutes left. No, I didn't listen to any music. But to, to touch back on Billy Ray Cyrus, oh, not yes. Billy, but Little Nas X. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that people were like up in cahoots about his new partnership with the Wrangler Jeans. Yeah, and they were feeling like you know it shouldn't be representing rap music. It shouldn't be costing that much. It's supposed to be you know for country people and country music. Oh come on now! And it was like this whole big to do talking about how you know the brand really is going downhill because they're trying to attract the wrong audience. Why is that? Why anything that has to do with black people is something going downhill? That's what I don't understand. I don't get that. I don't understand it either. It's it's straight trash. Yeah, straight trash. Like no one wants us to win. And I could see if he had like music that was like, well, all I know was that one song. But it, nothing about that song. I mean, is like, I'm gonna tell you what I think ghetto. that I think that he's definitely a troll because I've seen some of his other stuff and and I think he's a troll. Mm. But. And so I lost a little respect from him in that sense. But maybe that, you know, this is how he started off. Started from the bottom. Now we here. And we're going to really make something out of this. And and he has some sort of talent, whether it's at least an ear, you know, to tell people how to auto-tune his voice and to make something sound good. Then, you know, I'm here for it. And off the strength of, like, how people, a lot of people voted for Barama, uh, 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 Barama, Barack Barack Obama (laughs) because he was black. I'm rooting for Nas X, just Lil Nas X, because he's black and he's making a splash in the country music scene right. because that's the same thing that they all did to soul music back in the day okay. and turned it into rock and roll. Right. Okay. So yeah. And we now didn't you shut see how it Justin feels. Timberlake down. No, we, we didn't, didn't shut, shut Justin Robin Bieber, Thig, Robin Thicke, none of them. All of we them. welcomed them with open arms. What's his name? I'm in love with the shape of you. Okay. Oh yeah. And you I know, love him. That's <laughs> my nigga right there. Ed <laughs> Yes. I will go to an extra. I will spend money on that concert. Oh, for real? Yes, I would. Okay. I don't say that for a lot of artists. Yeah, that's what I'm surprised. So that, that means I actually do have love mm. for him. Mm. Okay. Well, it looks like um your movie is coming out this weekend. I'm so excited. Are you going to go see it? I do want to see it, but this is not my pay week, so <laughs> it'll be next week. I'm going to real. <laughs> that is real. Yeah. That so. is real. I'm and definitely going to see it next week. I hope that I'm not disappointed. I know. You know, like, I know. These remakes, they can only. I wasn't disappointed in um, Mary Poppins, and a lot of people were. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't. I'm hoping that I'm not disappointed. That's what I'll say it like that. I'll leave it at that. I'm hoping I'm not disappointed. I hope that Will Smith does Genie justice. Mm-hmm. I'm, I want to see in action how he's going to look with as a genie mm-hmm. so I'm curious about that yeah I see that he's like blue and everything and he's he's not just like the little puff of smoke like he comes up like the puff of smoke at first and then he becomes like the full body okay. and so he so he doesn't play the whole role like in CGI right <laughs> necessarily. right right so um that's cool I, I definitely want to see all of that and I love seeing how all all of his um old friends came out to the premiere all of his children were there um and and uh, Tatiana Ali was there with her cute little baby Aww. bump. She looks so pretty. Um, looks like she brought her entire family, her her first son and her husband, who I thought was white this whole time. But the whole time he's like a little Steph Curry-ish. Okay. I was like, oh, he's just a little albino-ish. Okay. <laughs> All right, that's what's up. Not I albino. thought she was a little white man this whole time. No. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. And um, Alfonso Ribeiro was there, aka Carlton. Oh, so, the 
support was real. The support was real. Only thing we were missing Special. is Black Aunt Viv. One yeah. day, girl, she ain't <laughs> fucking with Will Smith ever again. Okay. All right. And with that said, speaking of parents, yes, yes. Let's get into this talk topic, which is parents just don't understand, mm-hmm. or do they? Mm. Girl. Hmm. So, me and Raquel both had very interesting weekends with our parents, which kind of kicked off this talk topic, <laughs> like it, that gave us, you know, the idea for it. And then there was a lot of conversations this week around um, parenting and um, traumas that you may have experienced from parents, mm-hmm. or even learning something from your parent that you didn't necessarily listen to at first Mm -hmm. and then it became real so what we we're not gonna just focus on the negative we're definitely gonna focus on the positive as well and um just things that we want to do better for our children or do the same like our parents did for our children and i want to know some of y'all isms that you guys have as parents if you are single parents i would love for you guys to you know sit us the dm and let us know what are your ism as a parent and what do you feel like your mom was like on point with? Yeah. And your pop. And your pop. Yeah. yeah it's both parents. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. So who's really to know it all? And why is there no accountability for black moms or dads? Um, so that's kind of related to this weekend um, without going into too much detail. Right. Uh, <laughs> my mother and I had a disagreement this weekend. And when I tried to, ask her to own up to a portion of what I felt like she should own up to in the disagreement or admit that she may have been wrong on that part. She didn't. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. later she eventually did, but it was just like mind boggling to me how she just didn't want to do that. And she more so felt that I was being rude for asking her to do that. And so when I was telling Raquel the story later on, Raquel was like, girl, ain't no accountability for black moms. You forgot your race. (laughs) Like, no bull. Like... We not. I think we've been maybe the Waldorf in us was like right. no, <laughs> no. I swear I wasn't on some white girl shit. I swear. I mean, well, you know, I guess what I did say, which I won't even say on the radio, but what I did say <laughs> probably did seem white girlish. I mean, I didn't say it like white girl, but like either way, <laughs> the point is. I do wonder if that'll change for us when we get older. Kel, you as a mom, even though we're going to get into Mm -hmm. that topic later about you being a mom, but just real quick, you as a mom, like if Eric said what I said to my mom years from now, like if he was 30 and you were whatever. Me and him have actually had, not to the extent of what happened with you and your mom, Mm -hmm. but... um, Something similar. My son, every now and then, I feel like he's a human, and I feel like you can get checked by anyone. It can be someone younger than you or someone older than you. That's why I said 30, because I I was like, I know right now it's really, like, a lot for him to be young. Yeah, but he's actually very intuitive for his age. So some things, like, Mm -hmm. example, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, without going into much detail as well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Example, it was a situation that occurred. He was there, and I handled it. The best way that I thought I could, he was like, Mom, but that didn't make sense because all you had to do was do this. And then that whole thing could have been shut down right then and there. I think I was Eric when I was younger. Right. (laughs) So then I was just like (laughs) stuck for him and like, damn, how did he just like put two and two together? And at this time, he wasn't even 10 yet. I think he was like maybe nine. 
So for him to be able to like put shit together, I was like, damn, my nine year old just checked me. Yeah. But I mean, I, I guess I'm a little open to it because I'd rather not be ignorant and do things wrong. I'd rather have some type of growth. I want to be better. You know, yeah. like that's what I'm trying to set that example for me to be better. So even if I do make a mistake and he sees that as wrong, mm-hmm. you know, I want him to be able to, to look at them like, okay, we're not perfect. You know, yeah. I, this is this, this a learning experience. That's part of it, like learning that your parents. I think we grew up with parents that, and even though you feel like my parents were a little, I don't think my dad was a little lighter on me, but me and my mom had that relationship where we're very close and we could talk about things, which is why this situation kind of messed me up in the head because it was just like, but we supposed to be able to have this type of conversation because mm-hmm. you set that precedence. Right. Like that, not to be rude, of course, I always respect my mom, but you set that precedence that I could talk to you mm-hmm. and express how I feel about something. And I'm 31. Right. <laughs> so it's not like I'm a 12-year-old You will never saying, be old mommy. enough in a black family. <laughs> no, you will my never mom will be still drop kick me. Yes. She will never, and, and, you, and the same no thing. Age. With my father, like, he will never, like, sometimes I do feel like they look at, and I feel like you can say the same with your mm-hmm. parents, where they they feel like, I was just telling my friend this at work today, like, they will always feel like, oh, wait till you're married, or wait till you have kids, then you'll see. Or that, okay, and, and like, I have kids, so now First what? of all, right. I rebuke. Any right. drama that you're talking about, because we're supposed to be breaking generational curses right. if we talking about, you know, from a religious aspect, from a, a spiritual aspect of things. I don't have to go through that. Right. Why do I, I don't, so don't speak that I, on my spirit, I love sir. y'all, but don't speak that on me. Yes, you no. know. And I know he has good intentions. He's just trying to say, like, it's not as e- it's not as simple to resolve a problem as you think it is. And, of course, you know, when you go through it, it's a different thing. I get that. But the way it's said is just kind of like, uh, the delivery. what you mean? Like, don't be speaking that onto myself. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> but um, it's just interesting how, you know, my father especially, not so much my mother, but my father definitely is one of those that says, that's like I've been there I've experienced more than you so I know you know and they go off of that ethos that credibility of I've been here much longer than you however many years right so I know but it's almost like they still feel like they know better than you and that's the part where I feel like parents just don't understand that first of all we've had some life that we've lived too now and I think it's just it's a different time now, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm okay. So <laughs> I'm over here like percolating, like, mm, do I want to go there? But I think it's necessary just because, mm-hmm. um, to a certain extent. I'll hold your hand. <laughs> <laughs> um, to even to like how I'm parenting right now with my partner, and mm-hmm. um. Mm-hmm. I thought you was going a different route. Okay. No. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, he's a first-time parent from a step-parent perspective. And um, so it's a little different, you know, Mm -hmm. of understanding. So he feels like, well, my mom did this. Well, my mom did that. And I'm like, but also, think about how you felt when your mom did that. Think about the reactions that happened when that happened. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, like, sometimes... Yes, our parents, I think Tamara said, mentioned this as well. Like, sometimes our parents just don't know better. Like, yeah. they don't. It's a different age and time, and sometimes we have progressed to a point where mm-hmm. we're past that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we find a better solution. There's mm-hmm. better ways of handling things mm-hmm. than what we're doing now. Yeah. 
Um, let's move on into because that that brings me to my next topic: breaking mm-hmm. generational traumas, um, mm-hmm. you yes. know, beatings, and and <laughs> you know, creating better lives for our children. Like the same way our parents did. I think we could both say that our parents. I think most people can say because life does tend to get like living situations mm-hmm. that usually tends to become better with each generation. Mm-hmm. Um, so we both can say that our parents provided a much better life for us than what they, they had. had. Not mm-hmm. that they were like slumming it, but they their parents provided a better life for them and more opportunities for them. And so our parents... It just kept getting that. better. It just kept getting better. And we want to do that for our kids as well. Right. Um, exposing them to more things. I think, like, you inspire me when you do that with Eric, which we'll get into that later. But, like, I always said I wanted to do that with my children. But um, one thing that I was talking about with my coworker as well today about beatings... <laughs> Let's get into it. Go ahead, Kel. I don't even want to stifle you. Let's get into it. Let, but but what I do want to talk about is also let's bring in, like, the trauma from that. Right. With the beatings, like, how, first of all, how that came to be. Like, how we passed that on to our children from slavery. You start and, with that, and then we'll go well, into no, that. Well, no, I'm going to just leave it at that. You know, basically, I mean, you could, it'll it'll... It'll, yeah, start yeah, with that like, uh, Just, like, that's really where a lot of this stems from. Now, of course, you know, back in the 500s and the, um, what do they call those times? Medieval? The dark, yeah, medieval times and dark ages. They weren't sparing the rod, I know. But, like, <laughs> the the electric, uh, what's it, the extension cords, not electric, the extension cords, the switches, going out and picking your switch and stuff. These are all, like, traumatic things that you put onto your children children to um you know scare them it's a scare tactic to get them to behave the way that you want them to behave and I think it was really with you Kel that I learned that you can't beat someone forever mm-hmm. like how you said your mother would still mm-hmm. do that when you were older right and you like would after a while it's just a painful thing it you makes you resent on. them and then you move on it's it's a short fix and that's and I think that's so that's the main issue with because uh, I don't even know that many white families or Asian families that as they even really experience beating like the black family does to the extent I don't know many I only know one Asian person who I've actually heard a few Asian people actually on the low they be whooping ass too with the Chinese slippers <laughs> and shit for real but anyway but I do I think your point is still valid right so um where I was going to go with I'm that. sorry. You said <laughs> you don't know that many Asian yeah, or white families. Mm-hmm. That really do that. So uh, let me get into this mm-hmm. then. Okay. So according to studies, to, to go back on what you're saying with the effects of beating a child, people get really frustrated and they hit their kids. We see it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently studies are showing that physical punishment, including spanking, hitting, or any other means of causing pain, mm-hmm. can lead to increased aggression Antisocial behavior, physical injury, and mental health problems for the children. And I think that's the effects of what you're seeing now, of why so many issues that we have with our black men and even our black women is starting to rise with their aggression, not knowing how to handle things because they were beaten. It wasn't really a conversation that was had. Mm-hmm. And what I think what people have to... Yeah, what I think what people have the tendency to do is like, 
by beating them, that's telling them not to do it again. It it literally hurts for that moment, and you move on, and you're either going to look at it as it as my parents don't love me, they don't, you know, they don't, they feel a different type of way. If you don't have no conversation to back it up, and even when my mom used to beat me, she would immediately say, "I did this because I love you." That cannot process. That doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the relationships that you have following that. Oh, I was beaten because you love me. Because that's what I associate with beating and love. Mm, mm-hmm, so, like, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. so many effects that it has. I don't think that beating is always the answer. However, mm-hmm, I do believe mm-hmm. that discipline is needed. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that a conversation should have first. For the first offense, I think it should be a conversation oh, understanding. Yeah. Like, look, you can't do this. Yeah. And moving forward... If you still want to become to be super, you, I'm going to give you that choice, that option yeah. to be able to make a sound decision because now you know the facts. I've seen how you done, you've done that with Eric. like Compared to what I did with Tyre because Tyre was like, it, it, it ain't nothing, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, y'all know. Well, you don't know. But anyway, <laughs> my other nephew. Yeah. <laughs> um, compared to my nephew, uh-huh. um, you know, I would beat him before he would even get into trouble. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I'd be like, hold on, I'm going to put you on mute, put you in the drawer real quick. And then I would be him. This was in high school. Right. Like, he was like, <laughs> I was like a teen mom that, before I was a but, teen mom. But it's interesting. And then now you see where he's at. And then, like, but it's the that. correlation. Right. It's a combination of things with I him, I think though. it's a, com- yeah. And I also feel like, going back to what you said about not having the conversation, I'm assuming yep. that's part of it. Because, yep. you know, me and you are products of beatings. Right. So, and, you know, th- we we kind of ended up okay, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and cognizant and, you know, whatever. Like, we know, like, And I wish we had right a male more. to get that perspective. Do you have a perspective coming out of curiosity? Uh, I wonder if you have like a perspective on um on basically like from a man's perspective, do do like women, I know they say that with women you can talk to them and with men you have to beat them. That's what a lot of people say. But I wonder get them into um you know, listening and behaving. Right. And yeah, be you got to be hard on the boys. You right. can't be soft on these yeah, boys. Yeah, you can't have no yeah. conversation with them. They need to know. They need to feel the pain. They need to hurt the pain. I don't mm-hmm. necessarily feel like, you know, mm-hmm. that's a thing with... Um, with boys. With boys. I feel like it can be the same way with girls. Like, I don't think it's a gender thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm just curious out of, you know, how do you, what's your perspective? From uh, a male perspective, I needed that male. For sure. So uh, for males... Um, for me, uh, as far as discipline, I definitely got whoopings um, for both moms and pops. Uh, I think, yeah, definitely from a from a male perspective, you know, we're not just going to listen to words. We need a little bit more. So do you feel like a conversation can be had first with you and then you would understand it? Or you feel like you need to be beat first? A conversation and beaten. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess it all depends on what it is. After a while, the conversation should, should be only what it is, just for respect purposes. And if you, um, all about you know growing and listening to your to your parents and all that, but you definitely you definitely gonna need that beating from time to time, just mm-hmm. to assure, right? Because like, the words only gonna be but so much. You know what I'm saying? They can you can you can yell at them all day, talk to them all day, but once you get used to that, why? Right, what else, what else you got for me? Right. And then after you tired of getting whooped, then you know, yeah. 
you'll go ahead and make those adjustments. <laughs> I guess you got to strike fear at some point. Right. And I, 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 I agree with striking fear at some point. I just feel like a conversation, you have to teach them first before you strike fear. Yeah. And you know how they say you should fear God? Like, I've been thinking about that all week. And there's a, like, it's like, do you fear or like, you know how some of these biblical words are, you shouldn't um, read too far into them, or not read too far into them, but take them um, at face value. Sometimes the word actually means something else. It's just that that was the Greek or the Hebrew word right. for fear, but it really means, it also translates into this. And so I've been thinking about that with, with God, like, is it to respect him? And, and there's is. a level of fear, I guess, that. with that, because I don't, not to go down a, a rabbit hole, but I don't, I guess I don't feel like I fear God, like I'm scared of him, but I respect him mm -hmm. and I know his power. And, and I so agree with you with that I for think sure. with children, it's like you put fear into them, but it's also, it's, it's more so a, a respect. respect. Yeah. And th with that, I think beatings or spankings, we should say that. Yeah. Spankings are necessary because if you go too far, I think I totally, I don't have any children yet, but I totally agree with that. I think it is like if it gets to a point where I need to yoke you up. So you, will you will be. I, do I need to get your attention this way? Right. <laughs> but, and I feel like, honestly, if we're, if we're the whole point from a spiritual aspect, the mm -hmm. whole point of us is to be Christ-like. And Christ does yes. not beat us first. Yes. He gives us the opportunity by giving us the information mm, first. Yes, bring that brown around. Girl. So, bring that you know, right around. Mm -hmm. if we're trying to model the Christ-like behavior, we should have the conversation. We should give the knowledge. We should give them the opportunity let them make that choice. And then from there on, then you you deal with the repercussions of whatever the situation is. Yeah. But I think we should give each other that opportunity. Let's be Christ-like. <laughs> with raising our kids, yes. right? Yeah. I and I, I mean. I my mom to hear that, but I think I might have cussed on the show, so maybe I can't. Um, well, you can make a sound by it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, providing better lives for each generation. Um, yeah. What... Like, what do you think that means today? <sighs> because we have to a give, lot of... To, um, give a, uh, mm -hmm. to give a real example of providing a better life that might be more in touch with the millennial spirit, I feel like millennials are looking for our... We look into the future a lot. Mm -hmm. And a good example of that would be um, DJ Khaled. So um, I just seen this video, you probably saw it circulating on Shade Room or whatever, and he's talking about the reasons of why he made his son the executive producer. Mm, and I, I would love to hear that, yeah. Yeah. No, uh, oh, you gonna play I'm it? I'm gonna play okay. it, yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it'll, it'll just bring yeah. it, you know. Bring it around, because while you're looking for that, because I I've admired that. A lot of people might have thought it was strange, but I admired that because I know he's setting his son up for wealth. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm about to play a clip of that. As a parent, you're supposed to set up your son and that your son, your daughter, yeah. and give them security. You have to raise them with love, but as my duty, I need to set up his future. Right. You know, you know how people have to set up their college plan. I start from birth. Mm -hmm. The minute he came out, the minute it's on, my responsibility yeah. to make sure he's good. If I open a hot dog stand tomorrow, it's his. Yeah. If I, I'm me talking on this show, I'm representing my son. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So the way I walk, the way I breathe, the way I move, I represent my son. And when my son came in my life, yeah. I became greater. Yeah. Yeah. As a parent, you're supposed to so, awesome. yeah, like just thinking about it from that perspective, it's like building the wealth and building the um, 
the legacy. Yeah. Starting his legacy, even though I know, you know, what you're doing and how you act and how you move will determine, you know, the type of legacy that you will bring. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Bless you. Mm-hmm. Oh, allergy. <laughs> Bless oh, you. Shit, y'all didn't take my pills today. Uh, <laughs> but, um, damn. That sneeze took me out. The sneeze took you out. Yeah. <laughs> you almost flew out. back or, in the chair. No, I, I know. It's setting like, up, but yeah, setting yes. up the legacy. Setting up the legacy yes. and setting up the future. Like putting plans in place. Like something that I regret that I wish I was on ahead of time. And I was. it was stupid because I really tried to be on it. Like I was like, oh, I'm going to do the Gerber plan. So oh, I knew you were going to say that with the little penny plan. Right. And yeah. I just, something always happens and I get distracted and I, yeah. I haven't done it. But the point is. I think we should set our kids up for the future. I think we should do that from a monetarily perspective because I mm-hmm. wish that my parents had saved money for me to go to college because then that would have erased a lot of loan debt or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think they could have set us up with, um, you know, mentally, but providing us with knowledge with how life really is. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know about your family because I feel like your family talked to you a little bit from a realistic perspective. Yeah. But... Um, with, I felt like, like I wasn't prepared for life. With college? and In general, life in general. My parents were more so... Bible based and not life based, and they went through hell of a lot. But let's, I wasn't prepared for that future. Let's talk about that in the next topic. My next topic is what our parents do know, mm-hmm. and um, a couple things I want to touch on. Um, I want to touch on this dinner I went to last night, uh, where we had this uh, intergenerational conversation. But um, I mean, things that our parents do know, starting with what you're saying, like, um, I think. Like key messages I remember in my youth was my father telling me to always be able to support myself. Yep. Is that a dad thing? I think it's a dad thing because of the generation before us, or maybe it's their generation that where they, they feel started, like they feel like they supported the women. No, where they started to have the um, fatherless children. Okay. You know the run the runoff gotcha. baby daddies or whatever that aren't in the children's lives uh-huh. like the hit it and quitters it was a lot I mean I really think that started more so in the 70s but mm-hmm. that's something that's starting to be identified now like that type of shit really started happening in like the 60s 70s and definitely like the 80s and the 90s where fathers just weren't uh, obligated mm-hmm. to be in the picture and so then women were left to raise the children alone and provide for the children and that's how you have a lot of these situations with some moms who are the or some sons who are the husband and the um the son to the mother Mm -hmm. and i would like to hear your perspective on that we could just talk about it now we don't got to go in order you want to give your perspective on however you want to do it no we could talk about that first and then i'll talk about other things that my parents taught me um I definitely agree um, in respect to, Mm -hmm. even though my parents didn't teach me about life, my dad did push that for me to be independent. And I think that is why I'm so hard and it's hard for me to manage in my relationships Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I'm like, it's just me. It's just me. I'm prepared to be just me. I'm good. And you were like low-key placed in that situation. Like, I wonder if you wasn't placed in that situation if you would have still went hard. Now, you had that foundation, mm-hmm. and I had that foundation, too. Mm-hmm. But if you wasn't placed in that situation, would it have been activated already by now, you I know? I don't know. I don't think it would have had to have been, but, you know, 
I applaud your father and my father for setting us up for success mm-hmm. in that sense. And I know, although sometimes it can hinder us. Right. You know, because it's a double edged sword. It's a double edged sword where you feel like you got to handle whatever mm-hmm. or whatever. And I haven't it's like had a to. a constant fight. Right. I haven't had to do it as much as you have because of your circumstances. But even in my own little, small, little piddly right. experiences, like where I'm like, um, no, I got this or I'm whatever. Good. I'm good. Right. And then as just kind of like, mm. and, I, and I think sometimes that's why I was single for a while too, because I, mm-hmm. I, I, I think I gave off that energy I for a long do. time. So <laughs> I still do. I gave off that energy, and I still like be trying to have that little safety net myself. Like, oh, let me make sure, mm-hmm. you know. And it's just the way we was raised because mm-hmm. I think our father saw it happening to a lot of women. Mm-hmm. And, and they, but the thing is, I don't see that, and you could probably assess from this too from your home. They didn't do that with the sons. Like the 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 hardness that they gave us yeah. was not reciprocated to oh, the males yeah. at all. Like no, it was easy. It's not. It's you know? not. It, absolutely not. Like I think, and I wondered sometimes if that was because I was the oldest too. But you was the baby. I'm the baby, and it still wasn't the same. And you didn't see that with the boys at all, at all. And you know, it's funny because they're always saying, "Oh." boys should be disciplined but is it really discipline for the right reasons are we disciplining everything or are we just picking and choosing what should be disciplined like you should be hard but are you going to have your finances in order right like be, they be hard be, all the way around right give it 360 <laughs> you know what i'm saying like don't half-ass it right 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 because I'm hard all the way around. Like, right. you're hard on me all the way around. That's what I'm yeah. trying to say. <laughs> Are you helping Eric, like, with, a, like, a piggy bank or something? Yes, he or has. have yes. that in mind? Yes, for the- he actually has a piggy bank. Mm-hmm. And we go over this all the time. And it's, it's just, like, a thing with him not understanding and not getting it. But when he gets a job, I'm, I am going to take that from my dad. My dad, when I got my first job, he would make me give him the check. And he'd be like, $40. So if your check was, like, um... That's too low of a thing. But four dollars or whatever, forty dollars. Four dollars is going towards your tithes. This is going towards your checking. Half of this is going towards your savings, wow. and then the rest is yours. He would do that with my paychecks. Wow. So um, that kind of made me more budgety, you know, mm-hmm. like budget, and that's why I'm like so, so into the, that. That set the tone, right? Mm. So with Eric, I'm trying to get him to do that, but it's a little hard just because of the dynamic of our situation mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. he'll take the money and then go to his dad's house and do whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they come mm-hmm. back, and I'm broke. And I'm like, well, how? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, when he gets his check, I think I'm going I'm to do it like my father did me. Yeah. I feel like that will get him to be a little bit more money conscious. Yeah, yeah, budget-wise, yeah, and everything. Right. That's a good idea. I, I, I'll definitely try to adopt that as well, too. My own dude. <laughs> right, yeah. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, um, the, yeah, and I do think, like, I don't know if you ever heard this term, smelling yourself. <laughs> yes, my mother. <laughs> my aunt, God bless her soul, my auntie Rosa, that's the first person that I used to hear saying that. She used to say that about... Uh, all the young people, me too. She said it about me before, and they're like, "Oh, you smelling yourself? You smelling yourself?" And I start to see some of like these young girls nowadays smelling themselves too. So like, I see that now, and I look back at like some of these girls are like just turning sixteen or whatever, or how hyped they be and stuff. Or some of these girls that are like just going to college. And I do be feeling like, oh, they, oh, this is that time. I guess I was smelling myself. Mm-hmm. I guess I was hype. Mm-hmm. And and I, how would you break down smelling yourself? Like you, you. 
you, you, you develop think, you develop you, you think very highly you think you know a lot yeah. you feel like you have mastered it and yeah. you just you you feeling yourself yeah. like a little bit too much like mm-hmm. come down to a level 4 you know yes yes so um i think that was correct in what our parents said um what's something else like um i think my parents was right about one thing i can't say my parents was right about me going to college and taking out loans just to live on damn campus. Why? <laughs> I could have eliminated. <laughs> yeah, I could have eliminated so much of my debt. But right now, think about the experience that you. I did got yes. from it. I so I, think I it's can't a, really it's a say I regret it. It's weird. It's like I've learned that they was right. My mom even used to say, "Pay me now or pay me later." You know, that that is real. Like, either you're going to pay for it now or pay for it later. And that's what I'm doing now with my college loans. I wanted to live on campus. I wanted to be in with everybody else and mm-hmm. have that convenience of just being able to wake up and walk to class or take the bus to class. And then my last, my last semester, I did drive or whatever. So I got that little bit of a commuter experience. Right. But, um, like I, man, I can't say I regret it, but Lord, sometimes I wish I did listen because financially I feel like whoo. And like this dinner I went to last night. Let me get into that really mm-hmm. quick. I, I went to a dinner from my job, and it was called the Decades Dinner, and um, we just had a intergenerational experience. Meaning we had people that were much older to people that were like one girl that, that was there was 24 years old. She was probably the youngest one. And we all worked there. And we just all talked about issues. And like some of the questions I'll share with you, Kel, because I know mm-hmm. you like this kind of thing. So like the icebreaker was if you could take, we have this thing at my job called renewal. If you've been working there for seven years and you complete your full seven years, you are eligible for renewal. And renewal is like a sabbatical. Like you take five weeks off paid. Hmm. They take away your work phone. They take they shut down your email. You are not supposed to touch anything. But after that, you have to sign up to stay there for two years after that. So, yeah, I know. <laughs> so You've already got seven, my nigga. Like, right, yeah. right. Chill. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you got to stay there for two more years. But anyway, I digress. That's not important to the conversation. But, like, they were like, if you could have um, renewal at the end at the second half of 2019 what would you do with that time and a lot of people had all these like um, not elitist but uh, affluent as some people said affluent ambitions like oh I would go to Greece or I would do this I would do that I was like one of the only people that said oh I would take the time out to build up my business on the side my my businesses and I would do wellness some kind of wellness retreat a lot of other people said wellness retreats and stuff too so like just spend time with their family and increase their wellness do like some kind of yoga retreat or whatever blah 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 and then we talked about how affluent that was and how a lot of low-income people can't even do that. Right. But then the other question was, one of the other questions, they had a lot of great questions. One of the other topic questions was, um, if you knew you were going to live to see 100 um, healthy, what would you invest in today? And mm-hmm. I do want to ask you that question. I, I, and I want to ask, I kind of asked my parents, and they didn't really 
think they didn't like choose to think that through when I asked them that question. I just kind of told them this is before I knew that the health would be there. But I was like, definitely my health, because I want to be able to enjoy being 100 because a lot of people around me going to be dead. A lot of, that's the sad truth about it. A lot of my friends, I see that with my own grandmother. My grandmother is 93, and I shared this there. My grandmother is 93. She's on Facebook. She's writing her own memoirs. <laughs> and she still is kind of, she's still sound of mind, even though she forgets that she tells us some of the same stories over and over again. But she's, you know, she's starting to feel her, really feel her aches and pains. And more than anything, she's lonely. Mm-hmm. So she's very miserable. She says she doesn't have any more friends. They've all died. And obviously her best friend, her husband, died years ago. And she feels like a burden to her family. And so she she's ready to go. And I just be like looking at my grandma like, you know, she cracks a lot of jokes. She's mm-hmm. very tomboyish and cracks a lot of jokes. And she even says that like with a smile when she tells us that. But I know she's serious. And I almost be feeling her like, you know what, grandma? I'm gonna be hurt when it happens, but I'm gonna be happy for you because I know you you done. And so for me, I'm just like when I turn a hundred, I want to be able to enjoy it. Right. And so um, I want to hear your response to that first. Oh, and I also would invest financially so that mm-hmm. I could support myself mm-hmm. at a hundred and not have to be like living with my children necessarily, even though I want to be around my family not want to be with my children Uh, I want to be able to be with my children by choice and I also want to be able to travel support myself do whatever I need to do on my own I agree I think for me um I would definitely and especially I wonder if I can now that I know I can't be multiple things it doesn't have to be like one thing that I wouldn't invest in Mm -hmm. it would definitely be um financially I want to make sure that I'm financially set up but I also mm-hmm. want to um, invest in my future and our legacy of our family. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I want to do stuff that um, I just want to enjoy myself. So, yeah, yeah, anything that's like mindfulness of of me. Yeah. Um, I know that with the African cultures, they tend to really invest in their legacy and preserving their um, their generations to come Mm -hmm. into the future. So I like, I would like to do a lot more research on them Mm -hmm. as well. So I don't want to give you like too much stuff on them, but um, I would probably mimic a lot of the way that they do things. Mm -hmm. So just like planning for the future and giving back to the family so that it'll just be, the story would never end. Yes. Legacy, legacy, legacy. Another thing that they said was that they, a lot of people that were older talked about reinventing themselves. And I like that, too. Like, it's like Jay-Z. Jay-Z has been how many different artists in one? Ma- no, let, a better example is Madonna. Madonna has been how many different artists in her lifetime? Mm-hmm. And it's really good to do that as a person as well, especially someone that's ambitious and has a lot of goals in life. And a lot of people were talking about even their own parents who kind of did that as well. They started off doing one kind of job and then they, um, when they got to a certain age, they reimagined their life and did another type of job. And now they're in their, you know, 60s, 70s, and they're consulting at firms and stuff. And that leads me into the last part that I wanted to share mm-hmm. was that, 
they talked about when do you see yourself retiring? There was a lot of other great questions, but we're short for time. So, um, but they talked about when do you see yourself retiring? And a lot of us young people were like, actually, I don't. we don't see ourselves retiring. Yeah. And that I was refreshing to hear because I thought I was the, and I shared that. I was like, I thought I was the only one who saw my life like that because of my own personal interests and activities because I did talk about CCC there Mm -hmm. which was the first for me to talk to my job about CCC (laughs) um, especially people I don't directly work with because child but um, you know it's it's a brand that's reputable so I might as well share it with the world but anyway um, yeah I talked about CCC and I was like I thought it was because of my own interests and personal endeavors that I know that I wouldn't do that but I even said how I always said if I won the lottery I wouldn't stop working I would just do what I want to do right you know with my time and my money right. and that still would involve uplifting the community and and making memorable experiences for people and just being involved and talking to people so I just want to live out the rest of my days being cultured and (laughs) travel that involves travel too Mm -hmm. but being cultured and and doing stuff behind the scenes and in front of the scenes um to just be dope Mm -hmm. share stories like i love sharing stories and content so share build legacies and um experiences Mm -hmm. that's what i want to do share experience and build for the rest of my life so when i'm 100 that's what i want to do right and what about you kel for the rest of your life same here i think i'm i'm pretty much the same way as you have the same visions i want to um build and just you know grow and learn i I feel like learning just never ends and when you learn you feel like you've learned everything then you're dead you're dead it's no yes I just want to continue to grow and learn. Stay moving. Keep moving. That's some of the things that they said to the older people. Stay moving because once you stop moving, that's when it's over. And continue to learn. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and real quick, did you want to touch on anything, like, from being a mom as well, Kel? Um, it's a learning process. You'll never know. There's no book on how to raise a child. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's one of those things that, um, you learn by failing. So you're failing forward constantly mm-hmm. and, um, just trying to do better than what the generations before you did. That's all I can really say on it. <laughs> yeah. I like how you said in your quote that, did you use that quote? From the real the, one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, don't be, what is it again? Mm, let me open it back up. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, um, there's no such thing as a perfect parent, so just be a real one. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, that's just really what it is, and that's what I plan to be as well. Mm-hmm. To be a a real parent, be a resource, be a resource, be someone that they can run to mm-hmm. when they feel like you know, oh my gosh, the world is Depending. coming around me. Right. Yeah, like I set them up with what they should know, teach them, and they shall return. You know, and yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So um, we're going to do our philanthropy moment and then. You need to get up, get out, and get something. Because you and I got to do for you and I. Yes. So speaking of you and I doing for you and I, did you know that Marilyn is on the list for the abortion? the new abortion restriction laws. Hmm. So I don't believe it's been, um, you know, obviously we would have known already if it was 
passed, passed but it is on the list mm. to be one of the next states mm. to pass mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we talked about this briefly in the last episode. And, you know, what I liked what Reba said was she gave an option of how you can help. And, you know, she talked about Planned Parenthood. So Planned Parenthood, mm-hmm. so pa- Planned Parenthood isn't just a place where your 16-year-old daughter can go get an abortion. Because I know that's the, the, the <laughs> grim, uh, you know, look that they tried to provide of Planned Parenthood as the national leader in reproductive health with care when you need it inconvenient locations so ways that you can get involved they also they not only provide just you know prophylactics which is aka condoms and protection and stuff like that they don't just provide abortions they also provide information and knowledge and testing for stds and stis and um, hiv and they're just a great resource in general Mm -hmm. um I think they provide help for mothers as they well. Do. Yeah. Um, so it's a really lot of great things that come out of Planned Parenthood, and we really should support it. So the ways you can get involved, um, you know, just to help protect access to health care like birth control, cancer screenings, STD, STD treatment and testing. Um, you can stand in with Planned Parenthood and take action so you can sign up to um, – work with them and to help work with politicians and making laws and considering um, Planned Parenthood's uh, resources and keeping them open for the public. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can join their team and help assist on the public on the um, working forefront. And you can also donate money to them as well mm-hmm. and find other ways to give and also share your story. Right. You never know. Yeah. So make sure you check out PlannedParenthood.org. We'll make sure we'll highlight it this week on social media. But um, that's a pretty well-known name. So planned, like you planned it already, (laughs) PlannedParenthood.org. Yes. Yes. And lastly, before we head out, um, Mm -hmm. I just wanted to make an announcement. Yes. We have made it to the top five for the E-Rock Best Podcast in the DMV. So thank you for all those listeners who are out there supporting us. Mm -hmm. We're asking you to continue the support by making sure you vote for us. Um, the link is in my personal bio. I'll be adding it to our Cognac Cupcakes. No, you're oh, already oh. there, girls. Been yes. there since she last week. Okay. Yes. Okay. The, um, the voting went live on the 15th. Mm-hmm. So you could just click on that. And while you're in there, we have that link tree. So you ain't got no excuse. You can listen to the podcast. You could go to our official website and subscribe to our emails. And <laughs> you can also get your vote on for us. For and Entrepreneurs not only Rock. to take it an extra step, I'm going to challenge you guys to actually even buy your tickets to come out and physically because we want to see you yeah. we want to be around you we want to touch you. and agree okay touch and agree. <laughs> so touch and agree please come yes. out and support us <laughs> at the um you can visit their website oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, about that so we'll have it on our social media so you'll know because i'm not even about to sit up there and try to go shout out it. to the ashley agency yes <laughs> Ashley Johnson PR um, not the same Ashley's actually but shout out to both of them for supporting us with yes. this Ashley Johnson PR for nominating us yes and thank you girl Ashley agency for taking an interest in us and we want to win yeah so make sure that you vote for us and yep. you know we'll keep 
great events coming for yes, you guys. We have a lot in store for you guys. Yes. You just wait for but, the cook But up. vote for us so we have more connections and exactly. more, more sponsorships so we can bring you more panel discussions. A lot of people ask, like, when y'all going to have another panel discussion? When y'all going to have another game night? We need your support Port. so we can get advertising and all, all that, that stuff and bring you more stuff. Yeah, we're going to create the experience. We don't have right. a problem with that. We, we, have, we love we have creating the, these We have the vision for yeah, it. Yeah, we got a lot but of ideas. You got to come. Right. You got to purchase your ticket. <laughs> right. You got to vote and you got to share with your community. Right. All right. Okay, so all we right. can execute. All, all right. right. <laughs> well, until next week, yes. I will see you later. Peace. Peace out. It's a vibe.